The Red 78. The most important thing was the intensity and the mentality to go after the game. As a coach, why did he only give away nine penalties this week? Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode. To Australia, I'm delighted to say Josh Little is with us. As I said, fresh or not so fresh today after having beaten England in the cricket yesterday. Josh, how are you getting on? Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, had a nice day today just to sort of soak it all in and be around the guys and sort of enjoy the moment, I guess. So obviously for us, we're watching here this, this time 24 hours ago, uh, praying for the rain to come. Uh, a very unusual Irish situation, or at least for it not to not to stop what time of the day is it for you guys at that point like what happens immediately afterwards after after the rain after the match yesterday like what what like after is the match yeah do you all sit yeah, back and watch it again or is it like well we need to celebrate well, the moment well, we we head into the change rooms and um we sing the national anthem together in a puddle and grab a bite to eat and maybe a beer for a couple of people and just soak in the moment while while watching the highlights on the TV there's usually a TV in the change room when you're in there so yeah, just trying to soak up the moment as much as possible and just enjoy enjoy it. Does it sink in straight away that, okay, this is like a very, very good England uh, T20 team and we didn't, it wasn't a fluke. Like I, I'm kind of joking about praying for the rain, but like you put yourselves in a winning position England knew exactly what they had to do and they couldn't do it. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where I guess absolutely delighted with the win and, you know, you're sort of not expecting that, but at the same time, me personally, anyway, I sort of have the mentality of, well, I'm not, I'm not surprised because we're we're a good side and and you know we can beat anyone on our day. So it's sort of exciting to see what the future holds in terms of the next couple of games, um, in the coming week. So yeah, I'm just absolutely buzzing to get stuck into those games because anything really is possible from here. When did that confidence hit you about that this team being good enough to compete at this level and to pull off that victory? Because you know the, the the form has been in and out over the last eighteen months. There's been some really really great performances, and there's been some letdowns. You'd have to say, and yeah. so to get to this stage in this competition in this format, what was giving you that confidence? I, I think just just having played a decent amount of that format of cricket, I just sort of understand that things don't always go your way, and that there are good days and bad days. It's just about keep working hard, and and you'll have more good days than bad days. And, and thankfully, we're starting to see the or reap the rewards for all our hard work and it's it's just great to see and as I said you, you don't know what the future holds for us because things are going great at the moment What did it mean Josh for you to, to do it in the MCG as well I mean such a such a historic venue I was listening to to your captain speaking the other day after the match and he was talking about the fact that you all did a, a museum tour as well and, and I know it's the the setting of Ronnie, Ronnie Delaney's gold medal for Ireland back in the Melbourne Olympics years and years ago yep. so it must have made it all the more special yeah, we we were actually watching the India-Pakistan game a couple of days ago where there was 100,000 people and never seen the place so full. And obviously that was our first time there. So we were all absolutely buzzing to get out to such a famous ground and, and put on a show against what was obviously an incredibly strong English side. So we were all absolutely buzzing to get out there and uh, so thankful it went went our way and it was a great day. You're, uh, you're, like, you're only, what, 22 at the minute, Josh, is it? 22, 23 next week. And yet you're you're a veteran of the team. Like You made your debut at, at, at 16 uh, back in 2016, so you're one of the older guys on the team now. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I guess I'm a young guy, but also an old guy. And mm. I, I'm sort of, I've, I've sort of taken the role of 
trying to take the guys who, who may not necessarily be the same age as me, but might be a little bit newer into the team, sort of take them under my wing a little bit and sort of try to give some of the knowledge that I've got over the years um, playing in pressure situations and trying to help the guys grow um, the way I have, I guess, playing against these quality opposition. What, what's going through your head with those two quick wickets yesterday? I mean, is it are you allowed to enjoy the moment? Are you able to enjoy the moment? Or are you just thinking, right, let's get the next one going here? Yeah, I, I'm always trying. I'm trying to enjoy every second I'm out there. That's, that's the reason I play. Um, I try to bring a relaxed environment to the team. I'm quite a relaxed, relaxed guy and chill guy. And, you know, some of the guys are a little bit more nervous or, or you know, whatever you want to call it. So I try and just calm everyone down, slow it down and just... Yeah, sort of just be in the moment a little bit and and, and t- see what's in front of you. When you when you play at that level as a sixteen year old, you're obviously already thinking, <clears throat> "I want this to be to be <clears throat> my professional career." Pardon me. And so that's obviously something that that's in your head at that point. When do you realize that you're going to be able to make this your living and that it's not just going to be something that you were really good at uh, at school and really good at underage, but that actually you are going to be able to represent your country and make a living doing this. Yeah, interesting question. And the guys actually always ask me this one. And I don't really have the answer, but I guess making my ODI debut against England and getting getting four wickets there at Malahide at our home ground against England as well, funnily enough. Um, sorry about that. Um, I just, I don't want to say it hit me that, you know, I, I could potentially make a living, but that, that's when it sort of dawned on me that this is an exciting sport and, um, you know, anything could happen if you put in the hard work. And, and luckily things are, going my way at the moment I'm not saying they always will but fingers crossed um, we keep going the way we are that yeah things will be good I think uh, traditionally players who showed promise like you within the Irish system would have been looking towards signing for an English county team and then who knows what the international future would have held so things have obviously changed in that pathway that you feel comfortable that you don't have to do that yeah exactly I mean I don't want to go off topic from from the Irish stuff but there's franchise opportunities from around the world so it's not a, It's not necessarily the be-all, end-all getting over to England. What we're doing at the moment is equally as special and, and if other things come come from that, whether it be going to other competitions around the world, well, that's just an added bonus and, and one one we're all hoping to, to achieve. I was interested, Josh, to, to look at comments from Andrew Belburney as well, talking after the game where he, he said he was looking at the, the match-ups before the match and he said he he was struggling to understand how Ireland could compete with England uh, on their day if, they, if every player performed. Like, and, and they're probably one of, if not the best, teams in the world at this format as well. Yeah. So uh, how did you manage to, to, to do it? I mean, was it, was it a case of just being confident that, that, that in those match-ups you could, on your, on your day, uh, be up there with them? Yeah, as I alluded to, just just being relaxed and believing that we are as good as them because I've no doubt in my mind that we are as good as them. And, you know, the English boys, I don't want to say, come with a little bit of arrogance. Um, so we felt, I, I felt personally we, we catch them on the hop a little bit. Um, and we did at the beginning of our batting innings and we did at the beginning of our bowling innings. So, yeah. It makes it all the sweeter than beating, beating the English lads, I'd imagine, if there's 100%. that little bit of arrogance. Hundred percent, yeah. We we were just saying, did we? Were they were they being a little bit? You know, were they taking us for granted a little bit? But not that that matters. We we still went out and gave our all, and um, yeah, delighted. Um, I, Josh, you're, you're like the right age exactly to remember the kind of first breakthrough of an Irish cricket team onto the national sporting consciousness. Um, and there's been a couple of instances in the past, generally off the back of like uh, maybe Kevin O'Brien springs to mind in the. Um, 
in the 50s and uh, yeah. obviously before that we, we were uh, the Sri Lanka that whole story that was all amazing so do you yeah. feel now having come the th- through the system and, and watched those as a kid that were kind of ready as a country and as a sport to capitalise on this? Yeah 100% I think the guys are all beaming with confidence and I, I always look back with my friend Harry who's on the team as well you know I remember sitting sitting in my house at 4am watching cricket games of the lads out in, in Australia and wherever winning games in the World Cup and just wishing I hope to be there one day and, and now that we are we're really soaking it in and trying to enjoy every minute um, also with the confidence that we are as good as anyone else in the world and, and that's a great feeling um, Your siblings are also pretty good at cricket so it's obviously the main sport in the house yeah, it's 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 a weird one. My my neither of my parents or grandparents or anything really played cricket when we were growing up. We were more of a hockey family. Um and yeah, I was playing hockey one day and one of my one of my friends in school, his dad just came up to me and just sort of said, Do you wanna come down and give cricket a go? And you know, you've got hand eye coordination and I just sort of fell in love with, fell in love with it from there and my sister sisters followed suit. And did you fall in love with batting or bowling first? <laughs> um I, I'm going to say bowling. I, I, I've always had an interest in batting, um, but just with the schedule and stuff, I, I, I unfortunately can't work on my batting the way I, I'm able to work on my bowling. But I'll, I'll say I like both equally as much. Uh, it turns out, though, that um, you're obviously very good at the bowling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I work on the most, and that, that's what I, I, I have a passion about bowling. and. You know, I want to be the best in the world one day um, and that drives me every day to, to get better and better and I yeah I really enjoyed it like that that it's great to hear that because uh, that's going to be inspiring to the next generation of young cricketers not that you're not a young cricketer like you, you know you could still be doing this in 12-14 years time mm-hmm. at international level it turns out especially the way uh, sports science works and it sounds like you're looking after yourself as well so like that level of Ambition and the fact that you play for Ireland as opposed to playing for England, saying that is is really inspirational for the next generation. Yeah, hundred percent. Like as I've alluded to a couple of times, like we we we're as good as anyone else, and it's just about getting that belief, getting that experience into the, the younger guys, um, so they can also believe that we are at this level. Because I remember a time where where I didn't believe, we, you know, we were anywhere anywhere near the standard, and playing a big team is a massive occasion and whatever, you know, I will lose, but I hope we have a good game. But now it's sort of like we're at this level. We can we can compete with these boys. And, it, and it's not so much about being nervous about it anymore. It's about going out and showcasing your skills and, and really giving them a good run for their money. Uh, did you get chatting to Owen Morgan at all after the match, Josh? I know we were watching him on TV yesterday. He had a bit of a, a smirk on his face. We were trying to gauge how he, how he felt after the match. Did you get talking to him at all? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. The the, the the scenes of all the Irish fans as well over there, like, and, and a lot of them would have kind of extended the holiday, I guess, from from Durban to get to to Melbourne as well, and spent a lot of money in the process. So it must mean so much to see a family as well, but but also just fans over there. Yeah, it's amazing. My parents are actually out here, and you know they sort of they sort of booked the trip, hoping that we would get through. But you know, always sort of said to me, "Oh, when you guys go home, we'll we'll just carry on and." do a little holiday so to actually make that a reality that no they're not on a holiday they're actually coming to watch us still play in these big games is um, is a special memory and, and one I'll never forget that's class uh, that's the type of thing parents would say to take the pressure off you when secretly they know uh, we're going to that England game we've got that circle yeah. don't worry it's in the MCG <laughs> yeah exactly that's class that's, um, that is a, a really nice story um, I, I mean, this is like obviously a, a more philosophical question but like is this is this the format that suits Ireland the best is this what we should 
focus on into the future or can we use this to help make sure that we're really good at the 50 and eventually the test side becomes even better like do we have the resources to compete on all fronts or what's your instinct about that at the moment I think I, I think just the nature with our schedule we, we don't have that much test cricket on the schedule so it's it's naturally going to be very hard to compete with the teams who, who play 10 times the amount of test cricket that we do but both 50 over and T20 cricket we, we're we're right up there um, and we have been for a while with the 50 over stuff. We've had a good couple of years there and doing well in the T20s is actually relatively new for us. We, we were quite a weak side a couple of years ago. So um, in my opinion, uh, the white ball stuff should be our, should be our focus. Um, and obviously trying to over the next sort of 10 years build into test cricket. Well, that all makes sense. Well, you've got a newfound audience of, uh, of young kids who are out in the back garden bowling and batting and um, hopefully it leads to all loads more success it, it like you know everybody here is like celebrating because we beat England but you guys obviously you, first thing you talked about was like really looking forward to the rest of the competition because there are some more big scalps to take you got the, the host nation at another famous ground to look forward to that's going to be quite the occasion yeah exactly like we never really expected after the first the first stage of the competition to, to end up here and um, so it's just sort of a, just got to roll with it and enjoy the moment and hopefully take another couple of scalps with us because I'm sure all those teams will have seen that game and sort of uh, been a little bit scared. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, so anything could happen and I'm really looking forward to, to playing those big teams. You've got that experience as well, I guess, Josh, of the, of the summer series. You've, you've played the likes of India, New Zealand, South Africa and, and, and Afghanistan who are the opponents tomorrow as well. Like, will, will, will having played Afghanistan and beaten them quite recently give yourselves a bit of confidence like are, are you are you expecting to win heading into that that uh, next game tomorrow yeah 100% I, I think we should be winning that game um, for sure because just the nature of the wickets they're they're naturally quite a spin dominant team and, and the ball doesn't spin too much here um, and the way we bowled yesterday and, and, and batted up top I think uh, it really knocked them off their seat and yeah I expect us to win so Andrew Balburnie talking about the you know hoping the hope that this could spark a golden generation again of of young Irish cricketers and uh, like the the age profile of the team is something we spoke about in the show yesterday Josh like it's like they're obviously are the young or the older uh, lads on the team as as any team would have but it is mm. when you look at the average age um, fairly positive in terms of the the amount of youth on the t- on the side yeah hundred percent as I was saying earlier you now it's it's about Getting those guys into, into the pressure situation, like for example, Fionn Hand yesterday, just his third third game for Ireland against England. You know, it's it's about throwing people in there and, and seeing what, what they can do, and that's what happened with me. I I made my de- my ODI debut against England. I was sort of thrown into the deep end to see what I could do, and as I said, it sort of just sparked my career. So there's no reason why any young guys in our team can't be thrown in into the deep end and given a given it a good go. So. Yeah, it's just about exposure, and you gain confidence from playing those games. So you need to, you need to give the guys the chance. You felt like, regardless of the weather yesterday, and, and like when the weather closed in, we were kind of sitting here going, "Are England coming back? Are Ireland still still at the forefront?" Like, were you confident that regardless of whether the rain had arrived, you were going to go on and win that match anyway? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask then? Uh, were you were you bowling to Ali, or or had you finished at that stage? Yeah, I bowled to Ali. Yeah. What was that like? Because he was he was pretty good. Yeah, I actually I actually played with him on a team last year, so I'd know him decently well. He's he's a very funny character, um, and he was sort of sledging me on the pitch, saying, you know, he's going to hit me for six or whatever. So 
was having a little bit of banter back with him. Um, but now he's obviously a class player and um, yeah, unfortunately I couldn't get him out. But yeah, no, it was good good to bolt him. Yeah, well, because he was he was in good form. But like in fairness, you know, the rest of the uh, the England order up to that point hadn't put them in a position to win. But uh, what's that tension like when you know that the winning and losing of the match is in the next few balls, really? Yeah, it's it's quite nerve wracking because, as you said, like anything could have happened there from from when we came off. Really, at one stage, you know, they needed nearly eleven and over, and I was thinking, God, we have this in the bag, easy. Um, and then obviously they had a decent over where they hit a six and a four, and it came back down to nine and over. And I was thinking, God, these two could could take it away from us here, which would have been absolutely devastating. And then we just sort of looked up and saw those black clouds rolling in and it was it was meant to be. Joshua, are, are you like looking at Ali in the eye? Are you looking at the, the batsman in the eye? Or is it like a kind of, I'm not going to let him see anything. I'm not going to, there's no, the sledging is a kind of, are you, are you walking away muttering to him? Or is it like, I'm coming for you? How, how aggressive does it get and how, how subtle does it need to be? Ah, uh, I think it, it varies person to person. Between me and him, it was it was before the game. He was he just came up to me and told me he was going to smack me, but uh, it was just a bit of banter. Um, but yeah, and no, I have had times where it's gotten heated, and yeah, I sort of try to stay away from that a little bit. I try to to just focus on on what I'm trying to do and, and don't really get involved too much, um, but still trying to be aggressive as I can. Yeah, well, it obviously worked out, and as you said, it was meant to be. Josh, congratulations! Thanks a million for joining us this morning. Cheers. Thanks very much. Cheers. OTB AM. With Gillette, in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.